0: Thank you, Father, for giving us this opportunity to come before your throne. Thank you, Lord, for the mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. We honor you today, Lord, and we love you. We lift you up and we magnify you. You certainly are worthy to be praised. There is no doubt about that. There's no challenge to it except from the devil. And he doesn't even count anymore because of your gift and your precious sacrifice toward us has nullified all of his power you made an open show of him and triumph over him for us so we thank you lord and we bless you for this triumphant meeting today in jesus name amen and praise god amen amen and amen again so we're talking about the fact that the blood stops them dead in their tracks amen Stops them dead in their tracks. Who does it stop? Anybody who opposes the action of the blood of Jesus. Because that blood was shed at, as a payment for redemption. It was a ransom. We had to be ransomed. Amen. Because know it or not, we were in, uh, bondage and indebted and in, uh, we were captured and captive by Satan. Now, I know most of us thought we were living a life, uh, had it going on. We was kicking it with our buds and all that stuff, but we were, uh, deceived. Amen. And in bondage and ensnared. We were in a trap we couldn't get out of if we wanted to. Amen. That's why we all cried out to God. When, when there's a thing or something in your life that's bigger than you are, and it's consuming you. You need God and you know it. People who don't know God know they need God. They know they need something bigger than what they are. And so this is, this is the power of the blood. The blood paid the price that the father demanded as a ransom for the souls of all humanity. Amen. So God himself set up the system of the sacrifice of his son. Amen. How could he do that? Because he's a loving God. He has a love that exceeds and excels anything that we could ever conjure up in anything that we've ever experienced. So he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, there's nobody, there's no partiality, There's nobody who's disqualified, exempted, not qualified, can't qualify for the mercy of God in their lives. And so that is a wonderful thing about living for God, about serving him, about being blessed by him. It's that this this gospel is open to all who would believe. Amen. And how can they believe? The Bible says without a preacher. That's you and that's me. And how can you preach unless you be sent? God sends us all into all of the world with a message on the inside of us of redemption. But it is the power of the blood that continues to propel us toward that destination. Suppose the blood of Jesus only lasted for a year like it did the the blood of bulls and goats. The gospel would never get as far as it gets. Because I don't know about you, but I mess up. Amen. Amen. I say things I shouldn't say. I get mad at people for almost no reason. Amen. Keep an attitude sometimes. Amen. So if the blood didn't continually cleanse us, eternal cleansing by his precious blood, if we didn't have that, you and I couldn't go forth and preach the gospel. You know, we'd be sitting around in a penalty box with nothing to do. So God knows what he's doing. He's made full provision. For when he says, "Go ye into all the world and preach," he means nonstop. Amen. He means to everybody, to anybody, to anything, to anybody who will hear. Amen. He means for us to do it continually, not just here and there. You know, we get you know sometimes we'll have a a outing with the church and we'll go out and and witness to people, but you know, you should be doing that on your own. Amen? You should be doing that continually. And not just evangelists, believers. If we just waited on the fivefold to do anything, we could, what's the purpose of us maturing the saints? Amen? To do the work of the ministry. And it, it doesn't matter that that most churches don't do a very good job at it. You know, it's just the truth. They it's When their seats get filled and the empty seats are filled and they cut off all the Talk about soul winning, all the talk about evangelism, all the talk about praying for the sick. In fact, most of them don't pray for the sick. Amen. They don't believe in health and healing. But this gospel that is enforced by His blood has the full power of every benefit and every blessing that Jesus was able to minister personally to people that He came in contact with. And He expects the believers that these are signs that follow us, amen, that we will lay hands on the sick, and it's up to God to heal them. You can't heal anybody anyway, amen. So expect God to heal. That's the least we could do, is when we pray for people, expect God to heal them, and he will heal them, amen. And so it's, it's a blessing that the blood has the power that it has from an eternal standpoint. It never loses its power. It's always flowing, as they say. But but when we say the blood continues to flow, we're talking about the voice of the blood. Amen? It's primarily now a voice that is able to speak to us and able to help us, lead us, and guide us. It's the redemptive voice of the Holy Spirit is what the blood is. Amen? I'm going to say it again. It's the redemptive voice of the Holy Spirit. So it's not like the blood is taking the place of the Holy Spirit, or you don't need the Holy Spirit. This is not an anti-Holy Spirit message. But it is the voice, the redemptive voice of the Holy Ghost. Redemptive means curses broken, healing, deliverance, cleansing, holiness justification purity it speaks all the redemptive voices of the holy spirit uh, through the holy spirit and it speaks them over and over and over again when you're not saved there is a voice of condemnation that comes to you amen you you can't partake of the redemption and so the blood does not speak in that case But it speaks redemption. It speaks better things. It speaks the life of Christ in the heart of the believer. And all that that pertains to and all that that uh, affords us as believers, it begins to speak as God would speak on your behalf from the mercy seat. Amen. Because Jesus went up, the Bible says, with his own blood, Amen. Once for all. Did we go over that yesterday or what did we do yesterday? Amen. It says in, in Hebrews 9 chapter verse 11, but Christ being come a high priest of good things to come. Amen. Always better things. By his own blood he took it up to the mercy seat and he began to minister over Our lives with that blood over our confession, over our lack of confession. The blood of Jesus speaks that we can repent and we can be renewed and refreshed in our fellowship with God so that we can draw from him, we can receive from him, we can obtain all the promises, all of that. Anything that's better, that's the blood talking to you. Amen. Anything that says it's better is him speaking to you through the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so he wants to, in, to enforce and make definitive what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives through our faith in the word. So when you begin to receive the word of God, when you begin to let that word minister to you, when you begin to allow that word to, to make an impression on you, Not on the floor and it's gonna spill, okay. Asked you that last week. Just put it up on that speaker for right now. All right. If you're really thirsty, we can have some water, but you know, coffee and those kind of you know, you've had like what, two hours to do that, so let's put it away. Pay attention to the word, okay? Thank you. Now when we talk about what the blood does, it has a voice of its own that is projected through the Holy Ghost it can only speak certain things it cannot speak condemnation to the saints amen it cannot speak that you are under the curse amen it, you know we, we've had a, a season where people want to pull the curse out all the time you know it, it you know sometimes you're sorry they found that chapter in the bible because they make the curse more powerful than the blessing amen The curse was never more powerful. It was, it came through a weak covenant. Amen. It never stopped Israel from turning their backs on God. It doesn't stop anybody from turning their backs on Him. So the curse is, is something that you know is a penalty. It's a part of the law that you gotta understand that, that God is not gonna be mocked. Amen. He, we're not going to be able to say we serve God, and not follow through on it. Amen. We won't get the blessing of the follow through, but we're not under the curse. That's a totally different system that was done away with when Jesus paid the penalty for the curse of the broken law. Amen. Turn to Galatians real quick. We need to look at that because there are a lot of people that want to pull this out when they just want to try to force somebody to do something. Now, I don't get it. I really don't. I really don't. But we, this is a curse-proof covenant, folks. There's no curse on the new covenant. The blood, of, because it's ratified in holy blood, not blood that wears out from year to year. It's ratified in holy blood that speaks from eternity. And it says here, Verse 13 in Galatians 3, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He was made a curse for us because we all saw him hang on that tree. Cursed is anybody who hangs on the tree. Amen. And so it is written that the blessing of Abraham, so he bore the curse So that the blessing would come to us through the power of his shed blood. And that blood still speaks to us blessing. It speaks goodness. It speaks better things. It speaks promotion. It speaks increase. It speaks, it begins to talk to us from eternity the vision that God has for us. You can believe it if you want to, or you can sit there like a bump on a log, but I'd like to enjoy it myself. Amen. He speaks to us from eternity. Amen, that in blessing he will bless us, multiplying, he multiplies us. The blood tells us those things. you don't get that without faith in the shed blood of Jesus. If you're trying to get it on your good behavior outside of him you're you're up the wrong tree already. You got to understand. That when you begin to meditate on the word and you begin to take that word into your heart, then there is a voice from eternity that ratifies, makes an oath and a covenant. It's confirmed by the blood. Amen. So that voice of the blood confirms that God has swore by himself because he couldn't find anybody bigger than him, more powerful to him to swear by. So he said, I'm going to do this myself. That's why there's no curse on it, cause man did was not a participant in it. In fact, very few parts of the covenant was man. You look at at with Abraham. Amen. He went into a deep sleep. He asked God, "How will I know that I'm going to have this son?" He said, "You promised me a son, and and I don't have anything. And this, I got a servant in my house. I'm gonna have to leave him all my stuff." Abraham was really into stuff. Like most of us. I mean, that's the first thing you think about. Who's gonna inherit my, I worked hard for this. Who's gonna get this? You promised me a son. And he's not here yet. And he asked God, well, if, if, if your word's really true, prove it. How am I gonna know it? Make me know it. Amen. That's what my dad used to say. Amen. Make me know it. And so, God put Abraham to sleep, and then signed that He had Abraham go and get the animals for the sacrifice. But He didn't participate in the ritual. He didn't participate in the ceremony. Why? God didn't want this covenant to be weak, because it would have depended on Abram's good behavior. We know now how we all know how that turned out. Same way ours would without the blood. Amen. <laughs> So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit cut the covenant. That's why there's no curse on it. The curse was to teach you right from wrong. Amen. And they never learned. When Jesus came, they rejected it. Amen. They didn't believe his word, just like they didn't believe the tablets of stone. They didn't believe the prophets and stone them instead. Amen. And so once we understand that we're out of a weak covenant and we're into now a strong covenant, amen, the Bible says that through this action, through the oath and the promise, it came so that we would have what? Strong consolation. In other words, the word consolation means an appeasement, or a, a, a freedom from worry. That kind of thing. When you console somebody, you know, most of us give weak consolation. Huh? Go pat somebody, hug them, and, and it gets no better. The Bible says God gave us strong consolation through an oath and a covenant. Amen. It's better because it speaks better things. Amen. You know it's it's better already. It's not gonna get better. It's better already. If you'll tap into where God is, this covenant tells you it's better all the time. It's getting gooder and gooder every day. It's getting bigger and bigger every day. That voice that that it, when you when you ask God for something and you don't get it soon enough and you want to quit. And that voice that comes to you and tells you, get up girl, we, where you doing, what you doing laying down? We going out and we gonna get that today. That's the blood talking to you. Cause he's telling you better things now. Better things are yours now. The more is yours now. The blood speaks. All things are better. Everything's better. Your life is better. Your relationships are better. Your speech is better. Your reading is better. Your health is better. Every, it speaks better things. That's why the blood won't let you rest. It cause, it cries out from eternity. That same blood that called you into salvation is now calling you into everything else God has for you. It's telling you, don't, uh, don't, <laughs> doctor, really? Don't believe that That doctor stuff, you're healed now. You're healed, period. You're healed anyhow. You don't believe that stuff. Don't put that stuff in your head. You got a better covenant based on better things. You don't have a covenant with no doctor. You pay him. You don't pay God nothing. Then you got a better covenant. God has sworn and he cannot lie. Everything he speaks is true. So he swears by himself because he can't swear by any higher. So in in Galatians 3.14, he says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is the agent of enforcement. Amen. He's the agent of action of the ratified covenant, the one that's ratified in the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So that blood bears witness of the goodness of God. It bears witness of the ways of God. It bears witness of the actions of God. The blood bears witness that Calvary was real and that it was God the Father that had the idea to sacrifice his son to bring many sons and daughters. Amen. So he exchanged the life of one for the lives of many. Amen. Increase, better, more. That blood speaks that one man suffered for many. It brought an automatic increase when it was shed. It brings an automatic increase to you if you listen to it. If you ask God to speak to you and ask God to show him. That blood gives you a no wiggle room statement about your life. And when I say that, I mean that. No wiggle room. Can I prosper? Yeah, no wiggle room. Don't tell me about what you can't. You can't get it and They ain't hiring me and they ain't hiring people like me and I don't have the qualifications. There's no wiggle room when the blood talks to you. You need to listen because that's the voice that's telling you it's yours, but for real, though. Telling you it's yours and don't give me no back talk. Don't give me no lip about it. Amen. The blood tells you that this this covenant is already ratified. It's already sealed. It's already signed and delivered to you. What's your responsibility? Believe it and quit fighting it. Quit telling the blood that it can't do what he says he's doing in your life. Quit telling it you're stuck somewhere and you can't get out. You can't do any better. You can't do this and you can't do that. When he's telling you all the time, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. See, that blood, the blood backing that word up makes it definitive and you can't wiggle out of it. You try to wiggle out of it, you get convicted. Then you have to admit you're wrong. Then you have to admit that you're not thinking right. Then you got to admit. You understand what I'm saying? When it comes to your health and your healing, if you tell the blood that this is incurable, you say, really? Since when? Since when was anything impossible with God? Huh? When you start to speak things out of your mouth that say you're weak, you're hopeless, you're helpless, you can't do this, you can't do that. Or how about this one? I wish I had more money. I would do so and so. All you got to do is believe for better things. He's pointing us to better things all the time. We sit up and want to argue. Well, see, I can't do it cause see, you understand. Well, see, it's different over here cause see, we do it like this. Uh, uh-uh. uh, you coming out of mediocre and you going into better. And you going to use your own faith to do it because the blood will speak to you in such a way that you don't feel comfortable staying where you are no more. Now, uh-huh. You're not, you're not sitting on a lily pad somewhere just cruising along. I got what, everything I need. It's okay. I'm cool. I don't need, uh, uh. You don't talk like that to the blood. For what it cost Jesus to get that voice to talk to you like that, you don't get to talk back. I'm going to say it again. You don't get to talk back. You don't get to, to take the mediocre way. You don't get to take the low road. You don't get to take the way out. You don't get to, uh, get uh, the chance to just sit there. How shall we escape as we if we neglect so great a salvation? And the blood talks to you in definitive terms. He don't waver. He this is not a suggestion to him. You're on the schedule to meet God at X Street at X time, and He's going to bless you with X. Be there. no two ways about it no whining about what you can't do and all this kind of fleshy crazy stuff God didn't save us for us to sit and do nothing he said increase he said be fruitful he said multiply that's not just talking about your kids your children that you have be fruitful in everything let your words be fruitful Let your plans be blessed. Let your life be fruitful. Amen. Better things increase all the time. Nothing but increase. And see, it doesn't take much to allow that voice to start to work in your life and you just have to hear it one time. You understand what I'm saying? Just from the, from the day, from day one, from the word go. When you see the first promise that you laid eyes on in the Bible, is on. See, increase from that day forward is in your life. It's in the plan already. Why? Because you went for it the first time. So this voice is not a strange voice to you. This voice is telling you, God has more. Well, I, I got enough. No, you don't. You don't know what enough is. You don't know what the plan of God is for your life. You have no clue. You know, we shrink back in fear many times when we get need to get in the word and let the blood start to talk to us in an adamant voice that gives us no wiggle room to say it's not going to happen for us. you got to have no wiggle room, and that's where the blood comes in. It's an oath and a promise. Let me find that because I keep dancing around it. I need to find it. Thank you. Turn to Hebrews chapter 6. Let me see where I'm going with this. We'll start in verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. So that's increase right there, folks. That's the blood talking. He talks increase. He talks Prosper, no doubt about it. You are going to do it. Not you can do it. You're gonna do it. This is a done deal already. And he says, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And see, the churches that preach uh, salvation over and over and over again. And if if you start acting like you don't you don't like God or don't like them, they tell you, you ain't saved in the first place. Come back up and. And rededicate yourself to the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? It's if you don't go on, you'll start to take away from yourself that which you already have. That foundation that God has already placed under you. If you don't build more on that foundation, you will start to pull away and take bricks out of the foundation you already have. That's how people backslide. They'll they'll get involved in church, and you'll see them working real hard for God, and you'll see them doing things, and you'll see them very excited. And then after a while, it wears off. Why? They don't go on to perfection, and there's nobody there stirring them up and teaching them that there's more. And more is a good thing. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I got all I can handle right now. You don't. What you got is a lot of stuff for you. We're talking about more from God. We're talking about more of the plan of God in your life. We're talking about more things that God has for you. Not more of your shenanigans and trying to have something. Yeah, you know what that is. <laughs> That's my gig, my side gig, and a, another gig on top of that gig, and then another giggy giggy. Hmm? All of that stuff. God when God says more he says he means more his way see if you're saying your hands are full you're probably doing it your way huh your hands ain't full (laughs) you ain't even got started yet what you need to do is renounce the old way bring yourself out of the curse And let the blood speak to you and bring you over into the secured blessing of God. The sure blessing of God. The blessing that won't quit. Now we touched into a little bit of it with the Amos 9.13 blessing. Those of you who are walking in it. But just like you walk in it, you can sure walk out of it. You let doubt come in. You let fear come in. You get disgruntled. You get disappointed. And it stops just like it started, amen and so but what we're talking about is a continual increase with the increase of God, a continual opening up in in your mind and your heart the revelation of what God has for you, but you've got to to apply yourself to his will and his faith and let all of your whatever you're doing go and say, God, what is it that you really want for me? What is it that you have prepared for me? What is it that you have for me? I want that. I don't want the struggle anymore. I don't want the hard way anymore. I don't want the, you understand what I'm saying? I don't want that anymore. I want what you have for me. And and then the blood will begin. He'll have the freedom to speak into your life and speak the things that be not as though they are in that definitive voice. Amen. By the blood, God calls those things that be not as though they are. He says they're here already. They're yours already. No wavering, no wiggle room. What's your complaint now? Amen. It's already yours. What's your struggle? What's your what you're upset about? It's already yours. Then the blood will begin to lead you and guide you in the steps of Jesus, which were always prosperous. He's not gonna lead you and guide you by your own way, by the way you want to go. He'll lead you by a new way. Amen? Take your your shoes off. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you just need to get barefoot before God and say, God, show me. God, take me that way. God, help me. As a matter of fact, everybody take your shoes off. Yeah. You're going to walk through those bloody footsteps of Jesus. Got me? And let him pave the way of your walk with his life. With his increase. With his prosperity, with everything that he has for you and quit playing with God. You no know, quit quit running in church trying to get attention for what your life used to be like. Or who's not treating you right? Or who's not being good to you? Quit running around like that. Get barefoot. This is holy ground. Kurabo sikiandaya. sikiri Kurandariya Shia handaya sikiriandaya, Kuratasha shya handaya Shia handaya, Kurandariya shya handaya rabosiya handaya, Kuraharatasha handaya. Thank you, Lord, for a new day. Thank you, Lord, it's a new day in You. I thank You, Lord, that the blood is cleansing our walk. The blood is putting us in a better place. It is prospering our way. It is guiding us and leading us. No wiggle room. No room to falter. No room to hold back. No room to cease going forward. But we have prospered in the way. We have prospered in you. We have prospered into the greatness of what you have for us, Father. And it's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. We refuse to refuse. We refuse to refuse the voice that cried out to us from eternity. That said better things. That said greater things. We refuse to refuse that voice. We receive that voice. And we go forward. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we, we, we step out of illness and weakness and infirmity. We step out of confusion and self-pity and fear and loathing, self-loathing. We step out of it in the name of Jesus and we step into what's you and what's good and what's holy and what's pure and what's a sure thing. That this is not something that we can waver in, Lord. This is a certain thing. And we thank you, Lord, for the certain thing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we release all weakness and all fear of going forward. We release it and we let it go. And we abandon the old and we receive the new. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So we're not to keep getting saved over and over again, folks. Do you understand what the, the word is saying here? Let's quit talking about, you know, salvation. Let's move on. The blood is speaking better things. It's speaking increase. You got saved for a purpose. And so the, the Bible is saying here, quit laying the doctrines over and over and over again. Now, I realize you have to have an altar call if you have unsaved people in there. But for the saints that are saved, we're to be listening for the voice of increase, listening for the voice of better, listening for the voice of things to come. Not listening to the same old dead voice. Well, why don't you have this? and Why don't you have that? When is this coming? And when's that coming? That's not the blood talking. Amen. That's the old man. That's the old devil. It's always trying to challenge, make us think that the new life in Christ will never get that. We'll never attain that. We'll never get to that place where we're better, where we're stronger, where we are new creatures And we act like it every day. And we have the fruit to show for it. Amen. We have the evidence of the new creation life. It's all around us all the time. That's what the blood talks to us. Surround yourself with good things. Surround yourself with things that mean increase. Surround yourself with the better. Because God has it laid up for you. Begin to claim it by faith. Begin to declare it every day. Begin to worship God every day and keep the blood active in your life. Keep him speaking back to you. Keep him guiding you and leading you. What's the next step, Lord? What's the next step? Tell me, where do I go next? What new world do we have to conquer? What What do you want me to do for you? What are we going to go out here and do together, Jesus? We're partners in this covenant and so we are living his life you're not living the old life give it up go look at yourself and when you get home go look at yourself in the mirror and say this is my last day of feeling sorry for myself for what happened to me 20 years ago or yesterday everybody wants to claim well, this is this ain't this, ain't, this is something new no it's not it's the same old devil Trying to rob you and keep God's voice. If he can make the voice of the blood a foreign voice to you and make his familiar, that's what he likes. So when you walk in your old carnal thinking, he comes to you in a voice that sounds familiar. Why? Because you've been talking like that in your head for years. But see, the voice of the blood comes in and says, stop it. Let's move on. Get up and go somewhere. I remember when uh, after my husband died, I was kind of dragging myself. And I guess I was dragging too long. I thought, you know, I said, well, Lord, I just ain't feeling that hot today. And he said, girl, if you don't get up, the devil is going to kill you sitting down there. Now, you don't think God talks to people like that. But let me tell you something. I got up that day and I'm still here. Do you understand me? Because the devil will love for you to die in self-pity. He would like for you many people who lose a loved one eventually wind up with cancer or something else incurable. Do you understand me? But the blood is speaking better things. The blood is speaking you're alive live. You're alive act like it. You're alive let's make plans. Let's keep going. Let's do something. Amen. There are people that have been healed because they refuse to to stop making plans. I got plans to go shopping. I got plans to do this. I got plans to do that. Keep making plans. That's the blood talking to you. And you know what? That's faith. Because heal people get up and do stuff that heal people do. Healed people make plans. They don't cancel anything for a funeral. Amen. Fact uh, the blood tells you let the dead bury the dead. I know that sounds mean, but Jesus said it. <laughs> if he don't tell you to go, don't go. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So where was I? I was oh the more better things. That does my soul good. That does my spirit good. It does, it just does me good all over. Better things. Man, if, even if yesterday was good, today's better and tomorrow's gonna be better yet. Amen? Good, gooder and goodest. Whatever we wanna say. So, so he says, the doctrines getting going over and over, laying on the hands over and over and over, baptisms over and over and over. You keep going over that old stuff, and you start arguing about it with people pretty soon. That's how denominations get started. Everybody wants to defend their little piece of turf. So it says, for if, if for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they fall away to renew to them again and to repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. So your backslidden friends, stay away from them. because I dare you to tell me what this means, because I barely know what it means, because I've been praying for revelation on it all ever since I've been saved. But what that says to me, if there are people that used to serve God and do the power of God and fall away, they're in a dangerous position. It says, For the earth with drinkets in the rain and come, that comes often upon it and brings forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed receives the blessing from God. But that which bear thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. So as long as you're drinking in of the Spirit of God and obeying God, you're in the game. But what about them people on the sidelines? Quit going to church. Start talking about the people that taught them the word. I still get a little upset about that. You know, you sow into people's lives the word of God. And I realize it's not my word. It's not my time. I'm a servant of God. You understand what I'm saying? But you say to yourself, what is wrong with people to quit believing God and to go to believing nothing? Just sitting at home, crabbing around, acting carnal, acting stupid, go to church when they feel like it. They call that freedom. They're back in the same bondage they were in before. they that, that was their pattern before they got saved. He said, but beloved, we are persuaded of better things. <laughs> yes, beloved. You, that's not you. <laughs> that's not you. Amen. We're persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. Amen. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward His name. See, this is what backsliders, people who used to serve God, you need to tell them people if you just insist on being a friend. You need to tell them. <laughs> God hasn't forgotten what they, the seed they've sown. Now go somewhere and make it right with God, cause I ain't the one to restore you. But you go and, you go somewhere and make it right with God. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end, that you be not slothful. That's how it starts, being slothful. Don't care if you come to church or not. Don't care if you give or not. Don't care if you read the word or not. But followers of them who through faith and patience them old boring Christians. They don't do number read a Bible. Yeah, but our pay faith and patience is paying us an inheritance. Amen. You call me what you want to, or you don't have to call me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna still be miss faith and patience, and receiving my inheritance every day. It says for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. God blesses himself. He encourages himself. He swears by himself. He do everything by himself. Needs nobody. When he uses us, it's for our benefit. Amen? He uses us for our benefit. Praise God. Did everybody take their shoes off? Be obedient now. Yeah, You know, don't skip certain stuff. Don't go to sleep on me up in here. I'm not going to the Y, but I will go back to that grill back there. <laughs> I eat up party sandwiches. Listen, I hear Nikki out there. Don't be laughing at me, Nikki. Take your shoes off, little girl. <laughs> Praise God. But, but. Yeah, but but see, but God is not unrighteous. That's I think that's what happens with people that backslide. God ain't doing them right. I've been here all this time, and I don't have what so and so has. And I see that's your that's your worst your worst enemy is eyeballing what somebody else has and comparing yourself with it. That gets you in more trouble. Eyeball the word and find out what God has for you, because the blood is still speaking on your behalf the blood is still speaking better things see when you get involved with god and think your life is worse you're you about lost again you understand what i'm saying i used to be in that bondage i do what i want to do now i bet you do do what the devil tells you you do it as long as the devil lets you when he decides to cash and, and crash in on you he will And so when we made promise he could swear by no higher. he swore by himself saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, multiplying, I will multiply. Surely is a covenant word. That's not saying I'll bless you if you do this and thus. It's a covenant word. It will bless you because I am your obedience. I am your person that comes to your rescue. I am the one who helps you to be obedient. So it's not uh if you do this, I'll do that situation. I'm the one who does it through you. You got me? That's why this covenant is not weak. That's why the, the other one was done away with. The other one was a, if you do this, God will do that. And there was a curse on it because us couldn't do this. And that's why God couldn't do that. But under the new covenant, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because the life that we live now, we don't live it in the flesh. We live it by the faith of the Son of God. And his blood constantly projects goodness to us. It projects mercy. It projects better things to come. It projects wonderful things to come. It's not a weak covenant. There's nothing stronger coming, folks. In the words of the late Mr. Michael... Could you cue Mr. <laughs> you woke up, did you? <laughs> Mr. Michael, the late Mr. Michael Jackson. No, stop it. <laughs> but as he would say, this is it. Amen. There ain't nothing else coming. People sit around for ages waiting for something... Wonderful to happen to them when God's already doing it. Anybody who listens to the voice of the blood knows what it's saying. They're in it already. Nothing, nothing bigger coming folks. There's not a brighter day. There's not a greater covenant. There's not a greater anointing. There's not a greater power. It's all here right now for you to partake of. It's just that the voice that's calling to you and speaking to you you think you can ignore forever, or you think you can argue it, or you think you can give it an excuse for why you don't have to do it or why you can't do it. You do all things, whatever you want to do. Get up and do it. You understand me? Get up and do it, because God is a nonstop God. He's got, we're not waiting on him for nothing, but he ain't waiting on us. It's like as you. What are you sitting there for? You keep asking me for it. It's there already. Just receive it and go on about your business. And and by the way, thank me for it. That keeps your faith strong. That don't do nothing for me. I know who I am. It's what God would tell you. You're not pumping me up and making me feel any better by thanking me. But you need to thank me because when you thank me, I send more. To you. Your thanksgiving should tell you more is a coming. More is coming. More is coming. You want more? Get thankful. And be consistently thankful. And be thankful every day. And say it to the Lord. Be thankful to God. Got all these little signs. You know the devil's nothing but a thief. You know, you see them little signs in the... <laughs> I see them in dollar store. I don't go too many places. (laughs) Not that you can't find wonderful things there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Everything thankful, grateful to whom? You got me? If you're addressing it to the right person, there's more in it for you. It'll pay off for you. Every word of God that you utter will prosper in your life. If you address it appropriately to him, and with the right spirit amen you gotta do these things right you to. you just can't be thankful i'm so thankful to who gave that to you how did you get what you got you know sometimes we need to stop and think and examine these things and we'll find the unseen hand of god active in our lives every single day and not only that But the voice of the blood is telling you there's much more to come. I don't care how old you get, how feeble you think you are, how disinterested you are in doing this thing or that. There's always more to come. We haven't exhausted God's bounty, his blessings. We haven't exhausted it. We've only just begun to tap into it. And the little bit we got sometimes makes us crazy. We just need to get used to it more. We need to be more expectant of good things. Get up in the morning and say, God, good things, I thank you for good things. I rejoice and I'm glad in the good things that you have planned for me today. You don't have anything planned for me today. You took my pains. You carried my sorrows. You took all my burdens. You took everything out of my life that was against me and would cause me pain and cause me grief and sorrow. You removed all of that. So right now I'm expecting good things to come. Amen. And and that's all you expect. And so he swore by no higher saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. That was a sure thing by his word. All Abraham had to do was quit arguing with it and start believing it consistently. There was a day when God came to Abraham and said, Okay, straighten up. Walk before me and be perfect. What does that mean? That means straighten up and stop the shenanigans and quit trying to help me. Bless you. Receive my blessing. Quit trying to help me bless you. Just look for my direction and your blessing is there. Quit trying to tell me what to do in your life when I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless you if you get out the way. So Abraham, no more children. No more trying to have babies by somebody else. You got to trust me on this one. Abraham's getting older. He's getting weaker. He's impotent now, but he's still more convinced now more than ever. Why? The blood is the great convincer. That shed blood, even the blood of the animals convinced him that God for a surety was going to do this. How much more the blood, the eternal blood of our Savior can convince us of better things. It always speaks better. It speaks more. It speaks greater. More health, greater health. Amen? you healthy now. It's going to get even better. Amen? He'll show you ways to increase that. You feel strong enough? I never feel strong enough. I need to get stronger. So the blood is telling me more strength is coming. You're not stopping there. And you definitely ain't getting weaker. You're not losing anything. You're gaining everything. Amen? So the blood is always in increase mode. Never decrease mode. We put ourselves in decrease mode by doubt. Oh, that couldn't be God. You mean all that good? He going to give me all that good stuff? Yeah, that and more. You don't care if your little mind is blown. you just going to have to recover yourself. Because more is coming. Amen. Amen. You know, learn how to, to appreciate the more and expect the more, people who are walking in increased, increased blessing always have a vision for more. They become your millionaires and your billionaires. Why? Not because they're greedy. They don't operate from need. They left operating from need so long ago. And it's what God wants us to do. He wants us to quit operating from just need and learn how to embrace the more the increase, the better, the whatever. Amen. It's like this, God, I don't know what what you want me to do with this, but I'm going to bank it. Amen. You got to understand how to bank things that God puts in your life so that when the season comes for you to sow what you banked, you begin to sow what you banked. And then he sends you more because you sowed more and you bank more. That's what increase, multiply, prosperity means. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Just just begin it. Lord, we thank you for more. We declare the more over our lives. Say, Lord, I receive more. I receive your increase. I receive your prosperity. I receive your blessing. Amen. Amen. Just open yourself up to the voice of receiving more. And more is there for you. Amen. It's always there for us because the blood has no stopping power. It's continuing to flow. It's continuing to speak. It's always over the mercy seat, always working on our behalf. So we can't not expect more. Whenever you tap into God, he's helping you expect more. Don't be satisfied with it's not getting any worse. Amen. Always the more. Healed. Hold. Delivered. Saved. Everybody serving God. Amen. All of that. That's the more. That's what he wants us to walk in. Amen. Amen. So, um, where are we? We were... um, Where was I? I knew that. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry about that. I'd have flipped the page and got all. Amen. It says, verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured. Endured what? Everything we go through. Doubt, fear, unbelief. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Somebody reminded me of something. Today, I don't know, I, our, our brother, brother Dillard was, uh, I, I had forgotten I used to say that to him. And, and, uh, I would tell him, he said, you know what, Pastor Barb, he said, I don't get on my fainting couch anymore. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> Oh, Howard, don't read He said, hey, it was the truth back then. But he said, but I, I don't get on that fake count. I said, devil, get out my way. I'm going out and getting what's mine. Amen. And, and he realizes now that you don't have to take that emotional detour. Then wait till you feel like getting up fighting a devil. He stays on the hunt. And I said, Howard, I said, I'm almost embarrassed I said that. He said, I remember that, though. I quit it a long time ago. I quit doing that. I said, okay. I said, "So you manning up and kicking butt." He said, "Yeah, amen." And it's good; it's working for him. But, but see, there's, and and we've all been like that. See, speaks better things than getting upset, and getting depressed, and getting worn out, weary, and all that kind of stuff. So, so he endured those things and kept going. That's what it means to endure. It means all those thoughts hit your brain but you walk through them and you keep going. Amen. You know, like, you, you know, get your Wonder Woman bracelets on. Amen. And and fight that thing. Amen. Quit laying down, let the devil step on you. So Abraham, after he had patiently endured all of the things that used to bombard his mind and make him stop, and make him go try something on his own. And make him go get a better idea. Or go call somebody to float him alone. You got me? Instead of going God's way. Now I'm not saying getting borrowed money's evil. It's not evil. If God sends somebody to you that's gonna let you have some money that you need, take it! You, you understand me? And bring me some, too. Amen. (laughs) You know what I mean. But something you conjure up on your own. He's already, if somebody's going to bless you, God knows the date, the time, and the hour, who it is. And he'll put them in your path. Amen. You don't have to go looking for nothing. So, so, in he had, where am I, I keep going, oh, okay, let me, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. After he had patiently endured. The mental anguish we go through. Doubt. It won't happen for us. The devil said, now see, the reason you ain't getting this from God. See, I like this one. This this uh, accusation. He's, it's because you messed up that last thing he did for you. I said, keep looking, devil. Guess what? I'm going to mess up again. And God's going to bless me again. Amen. Because his blood speaks better things. Uh-huh. You think you won't go off the rails? You just might. But God will, he'll restore you. He'll pull you off the rails. Huh? Nobody else is going to come to rescue you but him. Amen. So he says, he obtained the promise. He got it. Same thing we're looking for, to get it. He got what he asked for. He got what he believed for. He says, for men truly swear by the greater. The greater. The greater. Now, that's men. Now, we don't swear anymore because we're under a covenant that forbids us to swear by anything. Jesus said that don't swear by, you know, your grandmother's eyes. or, You know, the mafia. The mafia got so many grandmothers with no eyes. They always... And then they don't follow through nothing but lying. Amen, but we we swear by the greater, the greater one is the one with the power to enforce what we what we speak or what we swear to when When people in court raise their hands and swear the oath to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me. Not your lawyer. Amen. And not your friend who got, who got your alibi for you. Amen. So God is empowering people to reveal truth in the courtroom. That's like a standard thing. Nobody can testify if they're not sworn in. Amen. And so because we swear by the one who can enforce, God can enforce truth. He can make people tell the truth. Amen. You have people in court that go in there and swear they're not going to tell certain things. They're going to keep it on the QT and somebody told them you don't divulge this and all that. And they get to blabbing like crazy. Why? God has the power to do that. He'll break your heart. He'll soften your heart. And he'll put conviction on you so you can turn and say the right thing. Amen does it all the time and so he is the great enforcer so we swear by the greater the greater is the one who has the ability to enforce the words of the covenant so the covenant is a system of words by which we live amen and it says here they sw- the, we swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation. Is the end of all strife. Why do you have somebody swear an oath to confirm and solidify what they're going to do? It's not just a flimsy promise. Amen. Like people say stuff. Do you promise? Well, what do you mean? Do I promise? People don't even want to commit themselves to follow up on what they're about to tell you they're going to do. Amen. Men don't want to commit themselves. But the Bible says God, he swore by an oath and a promise. So the oath really confirms what he said, because the oath puts his life on the line if he reneges on a promise. See, when God brought Noah out, he said, he he said i will not destroy the earth by water again and he said and he swore he said if the covenant of the daylight and the night ceases then i'll do that then i'll destroy the earth you get up every morning what do you see you see the sun you go to bed at night and what do you see you see the moon so the earth won't be destroyed by water as long as the sun is up He said, I'm swearing by my ability to keep the sun up in the sky and the moon at night. I'm not going to destroy this earth by water. And it's held ever since. Every time there's a rain that looks like it might get a little touchy. What does he do? He puts a rainbow in the sky. He said, chill out. It ain't over. Amen. I ain't coming at y'all like that. Amen not the whole earth. So God has kept that covenant ever since the days of Noah. Well, the covenant he makes with us has the same power. It's the same enforcement. If he would stop the sun from shining and the moon from coming up day and night, then he won't give you health. He won't give you a good job. He won't save your children. He won't bring them into covenant with him. So as long as you get up every morning and see the sun, it's still up there. It's all good. I see my children worshiping, coming back to church and serving you. Grandchildren too. Huh? All you got to do is get up and look in the sky every day and know, you know, you don't worship the, you know, like the crazy people do, but they do have a little bit more sense sometimes than believers. We go around doubting every day and the sun is following us everywhere we go. You know, when when you walk and you see a shadow that should remind, God's talking to you in that shadow. He's telling you he's good for his promise. He's good for his word for you. He said, you can take that to the bank. That's my word to you. I'm not going to break that promise to you. Why? Because it's backed up by the, the force of my life. See, the only way the sun and moon wouldn't come up every day is God's got to kill himself. He'd have to cease to exist. So is that an end of all strife? It needs to be. But some people still want to argue with that. Well, see, you don't know my situation. Well, see, you know, you know, what I've been through, it takes a lot of deliverance. Well, go get your lot of Bible and start reading it so you can deliver yourself. Get busy. You got me? So that oath shuts up every argument against God's promise to you. It should shut up the argument in your head. It should shut up the argument of people that that want to discourage you. It should shut up every single argument. You have an oath and a promise. Amen. You are a new creature. When people come into your life from back in the day and want to talk to you about stuff, you say, you know what? I'm not really sure. I recollect, but I do. I can tell you this. At so-and-so, such-and-such time on such a date, I gave my heart to Christ. And that person doesn't live anymore. Now, I'm sorry if you miss that person, but let me introduce my new self to you. And I can introduce you to him, too. You don't have to indulge the devil in his nonsense wanting to pull you back in the gutter wanting to get you thinking about things that God has long since forgotten. When you got saved they were forgiven and forgotten by God and it's pointless to bring them up again. But but the oath the blood oath ends all argument against it. All argument. If anybody comes to you and tells you how can you expect god to do so and so for you when you don't even believe right or you don't even talk right or you don't even think right huh you have an oath of confirmation that you don't even argue with them see that's what i do just walk away from them you understand what i'm saying you walk away from enough people and the devil get tired of trying to harass you but see if you if you don't believe in the power of the blood You'll start arguing and answering the nonsense of the devil. Amen. Well, you can't expect God to do this. Look what you did. You don't even, you didn't even read your word today. You know what, devil? Unlike yourself, I hide the word in my heart. I have been feasting and meditating on the word all day long. You understand me? And go read your word. So he will keep booking. you. Get rid of it and say, oh, wait a minute, thanks for reminding me. I'm in my word right now. Leave me alone. Amen. So an oath of confirmation, that blood ends all striving against what it is that God's promised you and who he tells you you are. You can't even argue with yourself about who you are. Because you'll never win that. You argue with the blood. Amen. And you can't argue with that voice and still prosper. Learn how to appreciate when God speaks to you and gives you a definitive answer. Amen? You're healed, period. You're end the of discussion. There's nothing else to say about it. Amen? The blood does that. That's the effect of the blood. It ratifies it. It's an oath of confirmation. It confirms that you're no longer sick. Amen? I love that scripture in, in uh, Isaiah, I forget what it was, I read it last week. And it says, nobody in this land will say, I am sick. What land is that? The land of in, The land of promise. The kingdom of God. Nobody in God's kingdom says, I am sick. You are healed. Amen? And the symptoms aren't worth talking about. Devil try to get you engaged in a conversation once you tell the devil you're healed and he say, well, what about this and what about that? What about it? Devil, I'm still healed. Send him packing with I am healed. You don't have to explain to him what, do you, are you a physician and a biochemist and a, a biotechnician can tell what's going on in your body and why you still have symptoms and say you healed? You have no clue. So stay out the conversation. You don't have to explain why symptoms are still in your body. Amen. There's no explanation necessary. All you know is they're leaving. Because you're expecting them to leave. Huh? So it says we're in God, willing more abundantly. He's more abundantly willing to show us stuff. He really is. He wants to answer all of our questions. He wants to give us reassurance. And he says he's more abundantly willing to show the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. He confirmed it by an oath. The immutability of his counsel means he don't change his mind. You're not healed one day and in, in going to, you know, going to the doctor sick and there's no cure for you the next. Amen. If you don't say, if you say you don't have Rona, you don't have Rona. Amen. And that's secured by an oath and a promise because the blood says that. The blood spoke that you don't have that. And you don't. Quit looking for it. You know, the devil will do all kind of things. he will start making you pay attention. You know, if your throat is scratchy, I said, no, nah, that ain't Rona. I ain't even giving that a name. I don't even acknowledge that. It's because it's leaving now. You understand what I'm saying? You keep fighting that thing because your mind is fertile to want to pick up something. Your carnal mind is fertile to want to pick up something and meditate on it and bring life to it. So that's why you refuse it. You refuse to even think about those things. The Bible says Abraham considered not his own body. Amen. I don't have a body. I don't know what y'all talking about. Huh? <laughs> this thing, this ain't nobody. Amen. We ain't even it ain't even on the map nowhere. Praise the Lord. Amen. That way you don't have to worry about it being tall, skinny, fat, thin, nothing. I don't have one. That don't exist amen praise god praise god but he says the immutability of his counsel he says i stake my life on the fact that i'm not going to change my mind about you i'm not going to change my mind about where you're going in life how how you're going to get there i'm not going to change my mind god says See, we need to embrace everything that's better. You need to embrace the idea better. I don't care how long you've been refusing it. Ow! <laughs> Pastor Barb, Miss Nola put the five-minute sign up, and I thought I was home free. Well, you're not. Take that not home, with you. Huh? Huh? <laughs> We've been refusing a lot of things that's good for us. Huh? We have. I'm not going to say what I was thinking for a minute. But listen, we've had less people who mean us less good talk us into disastrous things because they told us it was good for us. Dope smoking, fornicating. All kind of crazy stuff. Then we get in a covenant with God in a immutable covenant. God don't change his mind. Once he tells you he wants you to have something, he means it forever. Then we want to I'm not sorry. (laughs) Cause we gonna get this. And we're gonna stop refusing. Stop being complacent, feeling sorry for yourself. That person's dead. Have a funeral, have the repast, eat some fried chicken, and go home. Hanging on all that old crazy stuff forever. My goodness. What would I look like at my age, my tender age, talking about what my parents did to me when I was little. I'll say, what is wrong with this woman? Huh? Well, quit talking about it. Because it's all gone. It's absorbed in the new creation life. You're a new creature. Be that. Don't be scared to be new. Amen? Because God is with you in your newness. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word for understanding. Praise God. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of newness of life. We love you. We bless you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that we're going to have a time of fellowship here and that we can enjoy one another's company, Lord, because we're a blessing to one another. We are blessed to be a blessing to one another. And we honor you for that and we love you for it. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.